healthcare. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Nearly a two-word review just said, shit sandwich. I will roll the record up to the next one. Welcome back to the basement, fellow musical lovers. You are now tuning in to yet another exciting adventure with us here on Twenty Blesses the Podcast. I am your host, Kevin, as usual, and we got a great little show for you today. Uh, joining us through the magic of the interwebs is my good friend Marcus J. Moore. Uh, you may know him as the senior editor of Bandcamp. I just know him as this music nerd who 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 has left DC for the for for New York City. Uh, but he's a rad dude who has rad taste in music, obviously. And he turned me on uh, to this album called Everything's Fine by Gene Gray and Quelly Chris. There's talk a little bit about how he's been trying to turn me on to Quelly Chris for a while now. I think I get it after this one. Uh, I, th- I think I think it's locking into my brain. But at, at any rate, this is, uh, without harp- hyperbole, uh, we're talking about the best album of 2018 so far. And, and honestly... I've been doing this long enough that I, I if there's something going to be better than this album in 2018 it's only because I can't I can't conceive of that thing. I don't even know that I want it. Nobody does. It's it's an uh, amazing achievement by two amazing artists so uh so we're going to be doing that as as we test out our little uh remote things. You know, it's all the way from New York City, man. It's kind of cool. A little different, but kind of cool. Uh, so we're going to be doing that, and then if you stick around after that, uh, I'm going to play something that I've been listening to a lot. Now, we haven't talked too much about the Numero group here. Uh, these guys out of Chicago are amazing. They are pretty much the best, for my money at least, reissue, uh, archival label, whatever you want to call it. They, they dig up uh, the, the wildest music known to man. In fact, we got something here called Cities of Dark Scorch down here in the basement. It was a... Uh, <laughs> Best way to put it is failed ass rock. Uh, people want to be Led Zeppelin, people who want to be Black Sabbath or whatever. But uh, Numero being as awesome as they are, they went all the way in and made a board game, a damn board game. So we're going to be actually playing that. And I don't know if we might do that around this uh, this set because the set's a few years old. But uh, anyways, they're rad, is what I'm saying. Now their 20th volume of Eccentric Soul is out. It's uh, called the Seru. Uh, label and uh, I'm gonna play a track from there that you might have heard before. Uh, I've been trying to place it where I've heard it, but so if you guys can pick up on that and email me, I'd appreciate it. Uh, and that's what we're doing. So uh, with that in mind, if you're ready, if you get your beverage, you're comfortable. Uh, I'm gonna head on down to the basement. Marcus is still at the office right now, uh, up in New York at Bandcamp, and uh, and we're gonna we're gonna get down and talk about the uh, the astounding. Artistic achievement that is uh, Gene Gray and Quelly Chris's Everything's Fine. All good. All right, cool, man. Uh-huh. How's the uh... <laughs> shit? 
internet superstar. <laughs> oh, no, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. No, no, no. Look, you, um, you blew up the internet. And, I, and I, I know you didn't do this intentionally. I know you're bad at taking compliments, but you deservedly blew up the internet. Well, thanks, man. I'll, I'll, I'll accept it, man, because there have been some good people telling me I need to chill out and relax a little bit and actually <laughs> enjoy this and not go crazy. So I'm going to take yeah. you all's advice and not lose my mind just yet. You know, when it's time to write, then I might go a little bit crazy. Yeah, lose your, lose your mind when you're in the thick of it and you got <laughs> yeah. a deadline coming up. Yeah, you're right. Um, you're right. You're right. But you are writing – what's the name of the book now? It is called The Butterfly Effect, How mm-hmm. Kendrick Lamar Ignited the Soul of Black America. And this is actually – you had talked to me and Dowling about this, I guess, what, two years ago? Yeah, it was a while ago, man. Um, the idea had just been kind of swirling around for a while now. Um, and I finally put a proposal together, had some meetings, and it's going through Touchstone, man. They really, really liked it. So I guess yeah. I got to write a book now, <laughs> which is kind of crazy, but I'm looking well, forward to it. Well, I, I know you're uh, – I, I sent Ryan Walsh's book your way, and I, I think you're going to link up with him. You, you're going you're gonna to kill it because uh, that's what you do, man. Appreciate uh, it, man. Thank you so but, much. But that said, I don't know if you can kill it as much as the album that we're going to be talking about today. Now, this is a thing – when you suggest an album, it really is uh, – we listen, right? I mean the world, the world listens. <laughs> but but we specifically like in this basement, we listen. You send this stuff our way. You say like, hey, check this out. And uh, you've been pushing uh, – is it Quell Chris or Quelle? Quelle Chris. Quelle Chris. You've been pushing that on me for – since I've known you. You, you've been like this guy is dope as fuck. This guy is is the man, and uh, and and we've had conversations about this where I'm like I struggle to get into his his normal stuff. Yeah. So when you said everything's fine it was Quelly Chris and he's adding Jean Grey, I'm like, hey, I like Jean Grey, but fucking like, how am I gonna like? Basically, I don't want to disappoint you more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I have to look this guy in the eye and just be like, I don't like this thing that he really loves. <laughs> that's fair. And that's <laughs> totally fair. It, it is fair. It is fair. But, um. Turns out, this is easily the best album of 2018, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's my number one right now. I mean, I, I know that the the year is still early. You know, there's still a lot of music to come out. But for me right now, Everything's Fine is sitting solely at number one. Like, I, I don't even know if there's a close second right now. Like, I just, you know the thing, like, when you're always listening, you're always looking for music. Yeah. On your phone or whatever, and you're looking for something to play while you're like cleaning up or driving or whatever. For me, it's always the G train. Like any, I'm always looking for something to play on my way to work. And right now, this is the only record where I click play on it. And I just put the phone back in a pocket. Like I'm not looking for anything else. Right. Right. You know. Yeah. It's. Um, we'll get into it. I want. I want to play a little bit of the opening track just so people can get an idea of what they're getting into. Uh, I will say this is this harkens back to an age of hip hop that I uh, that really got me back into hip hop. 
uh, talking about in the 90s. But uh, this is a, a little bit of the title track. The day-to-day stresses of surviving in modern times. How are you doing, Frank? Everything's fine. That's just super. Our next contestant is Jess. Jess cries herself to sleep every night, has just adopted 27 cats, has a master's degree in fine arts, and has been unemployed for 15 years. Jess, you look great, but more importantly, how are you doing today? Everything's fine. Okie dokies. And last but not least, we have Eltron 8000. Eltron has been sent from the future to warn us of impending war, control genocide, disease, famine, drought, natural disasters, technological takeover, and the ultimate destruction of the planet Earth. I'm so glad you could join us. Just one question before we start today's show. How are you doing today, Eltron? Uh, everything's fine. Robot overlord, science fiction. Uh, these these two kids are nerds, I would say. Um, and, you know, this contextualizes uh, Quelly, Chris's music. And uh, I don't know if this is even a stretch for Jean Grey. Like, this is typical of what she does. But something about them together has created this, in my mind, I mean, it's a masterpiece. And it is, from what I understand a reaction to maybe Trump's America part of it, maybe just America in general. Um, and it's, it's a really big statement, right? And you, you, we haven't seen a lot of really big statements lately, especially something like this. That is, it's going to be a low key album, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, you know, something like this, I feel like is going to be a low key record, but, and I think we've been, even talked about this on previous podcasts where I feel like the world is kind of coming back around to like the weird esoteric kind of stuff oh, that, yeah. that Quelle Chris does. So for that reason, I feel like Quelle has been having a moment at least for a year now, you know, whether it was, it was a solo album, Being You was great. I wish I could be you more often or mm-hmm. his uh, instrumental album, um, Lullabies for the Broken Brain. I just feel like, you know, it's going to be a low key album. But judging from the chatter that I've seen on like social media so far, um, people are really getting into it because they had the NPR first listen last year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I feel like, uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be a low key thing. But um, honestly, I feel like Jean Grey has has also reached this really cool pocket of, you know, people know her as a dope MC, but she's also a low key producer and she's really, really gotten in on the comedy scene. So that's why you see someone like Michael Che on this. You see Nick Offerman, like she knows all of these people. And I think they really help contextualize what they're trying to do on this record. Well, that's with something you have skits in a lot of the stuff and you had skits in like older stuff that they're kind of, this reminds me of that stuff. And like when you hear Nick Offerman show up, we're not going to play any of it because it's it's glorious. But, <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but, totally. It's my favorite track on the record. Right. That's a, and it's it's one of the best tracks of the decade. I mean, it is it's so um it's like tapping into the culture in a different way. Certainly not in a way that that you would necessarily expect uh hip hop to tap into it. Uh although there's obviously tons of crossover and it it just it it creates this weird world that you're sort of dropped into um where kind of anything can happen yeah and the thing that i like i really like about it and you just touched on it like there's so many layers to this record like even the yeah. title alone everything's fine like they're diving into that sort of like malaise underneath you know like we've mm-hmm. all done it where uh 
you get an email or somebody texts you and say, hey, how's everything going? You're like, oh, everything's fine. And it really isn't. Yeah. You know, things can yeah. be totally messed up. So they're even taking that phrase and turning it on its head and saying like, hey, we know everything is messed up. We're not going to name check Donald Trump or anything like that. But we know that everything is awful. Let's dive into everything that's awful. But they do it in a way where it's not heavy handed. They're not. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's all totally like satire. The, and, this, and the thing yeah. that I love is that they're holding up the mirror to themselves, too. They're holding up to everybody. Yeah. The subjects that they tackle on this, um, like you said, they never really name check it. But they're deep and they're and they're they're heavy and they're everything that's sort of plaguing our our society. And normally, if you hear an album like this, it's like the important album because you're I don't know you're you're supposed to feel bad. Um, but this you um, I I feel more human listening to this every single time I listen to it. Like you said, you don't skip a track. You put it on. You let it play, and it's it's like almost like a mantra for the day. And you make it through this exercise, and then you come out the other side, and you're like, okay, time yeah, to get totally. to work. And that's the thing. It's like, and it's, I mean, it's just so much sarcasm on it, because all you have to do is just follow Gene and Quelle online, and you can tell that they're, like, <laughs> really sarcastic people. But they're really good-hearted people, too. Yeah. And so they're using all of this just to say, like, hey, we're all a part of this nonsense that we're living through now. You just have to own your shit, you know? Like, you, yeah. you've done all of the things that we're talking about on this record. There's there's a lot of ominous tracks on this record. Um, I don't want to get to one of them. Sort of, uh, the Smoking Man, obviously a reference to the X Files. Yeah. But, uh, you know, again, nerd alert. I mean, like, there's a Breakfast of Champions, Vonnegut. On it's it's all over the map. But, um, in lesser hands, uh, you could beat this to death with the the ominous tone of it. And and somehow they do it with just a voice. So here's a little bit of the Smoky Man. Who stopped Cosby from copping and be shit? Who shot your favorite MC? SBJ. My nigga said they did it. The Ouija boy said they did it. And I ain't even played with it. And broad day, you gon' let them get away with it. Tell me something already, no. A circus around every corner, but I ain't compelled to go like Cool James without his radio. And every evening, Teddy got a cameo. got this it's almost like hip-hop noir you know it, it feels 
like there's they are sort of name checking all these problems through that, but they're it feels like you're in a movie inside this bigger movie, um, and maybe you're being stalked. Maybe uh, I, I don't know, but I do know this is like to take it back to the '90s. One good thing about Digable Planets, which I think there's a, a pretty good comp to their early work uh, and this. It it brings you into this world and then it, and then it leaves you there and then it does things that you wouldn't expect to be have happened to you right and that's one of them like it you could maybe you maybe we're sitting watching a movie with them yeah you know what and that's the thing and the thing that I love about that song especially is that it really it, it's total Gene and Quelle like it really really is on brand because. You know, even though Quelle, like I said, he's having a moment, but you can tell that he wants to be in another place. You know, he wants to be at a, yeah. I don't know, maybe he wants to be mainstream or what have you. And there's a lyric on there where he's pretty, well, there are lyrics on there where he's pretty much like, he's name checking Kanye West saying, you know, pretty much, uh, I forget what the line is, but he, he's talking about how Kanye pretty much had a meltdown. Mm-hmm. And... um you know, he's he's like, well, that might be kind of cool because at least people care about him. <laughs> you know, at least people care enough. <laughs> yeah. You know, so and all you have to do is hop on Twitter and see that Quelle is like, hey, you know, I'm cool with being an underground rapper, but I mm-hmm. totally want to be something else. And this song is about that, too. Like, he, yeah. I, I think the line is like, uh, I don't want to be a halibut in the small pond. I want to evolve and get my walk on. Yeah. So he just wants to find another plateau, and he's also working with his uh, collaborator, his, his frequent collaborator, uh, Denmark Vesey, and they always sound good together. So this is just another mm-hmm. example of that. That line in particular, and admitting that it, it has been really hard for me to get into his earlier stuff, is that just how he writes? Because that's a, that's a brilliant fucking line. Yeah, he's a really dope writer. And that's the thing. It's like he's always been a dope writer. Even before, um, you know, Lullabies and Being You Was Great, he had this 2013 record called Ghost at the Finish Line. And honestly, a lot of that was on there, too. Like he had songs in there where, you know, if he could go back and talk to the old him, he would, you know, hustle harder. So that way he'd be in a in a different plateau. And the thing that I love about Quelle is that he's so talented and he pulls all of these sounds from, you know, YouTube or whatever. Um, But he's just like, he's, it's magical because it's not just hip hop. He pulls from jazz, like there are jazz arrangements on this. They're like rock arrangements. He does like electro funk on other joints. So he does this, he does a magical job of just like pulling from all sorts of, you know, all narratives of pop culture. And I think this is a rife example of that. He yeah he he is certainly a cultural omnivore. Um, yeah, totally. Anything and everything can show up in this album. I mean, literally. It, it, and we talk about density in stuff and stuff. You, you there's a difference between like you will be listening to this like years a decade later, which you will be. Uh, we all will be. We should be. But there's a there's also you have to be listening to it, and you're still going to uncover some stuff. Right. Like like just in my favorite track today, uh, which we're going to play here in a second. Zero has taken on so many different meanings for me, like listening to it, you know, whether it's about the business, whether it's about uh, 
uh, the world we live in, whether it's uh, taking the the putting themselves in the headspace of Trump, um, which is a, a horrifying thing. But I want to play a little bit of that now because I think this is um, for for my money on the best album of 2018 so far. This is the best track. Now here's a little bit of this. Smack paws with the cats from the Donna party. That's a body party. Sierra, Nevada. I'm Hunter's lawyer, scared of nada. Paranoia, I'm on you, Mary. Your natural father for me. Tell your father for me. I said, what up? But don't call me. What's the story? Glory, never. Not even when I'm salt and pepper. You'll go on and ignore me forever? Cardi. Still Cardi. The mortal form in the shape of adorable. Stay sharper than Dominican barber. Shape ups. Marble. Tabletop elegance. Parker Posey. Peter. New York elements. Paul Relevant, Smithsonian twice. Pardon your feigned ignorance, bitch. Pardon your life. Cotta Terra, color, Botticelli, body, mana, mana, minute. The pedagogy for no fucks, infinite. Better keep a medivac cover in 24. All the faults all yours as you draw your last breath. And I draw chalk while y'all still talking on stress. Spitting at the cat, call your family, ball out your chest, boy. Act next door, demeanor with the neck tax, confused. Textbook procedure with an exact, so profuse. I'm calling me sassy, motherfucker, all the dash. I'm the original nasty motherfucker Let's uh, Zero fucks to give And um, that, To me that sounds a little bit like What TV on the radio was doing Almost a decade ago mm. Uh and it sounds what some future hip hop band is going to be doing ten years from now. Uh, there's like some clipping in there. There's it's just a massive track that elicits uh, for me. It's it's a visceral response. Like that hook is going to get you right. If you say that, it's like this. It's angry. Yeah, yeah, and I think um, you know, and you you bring up a good point because. That's one of the last tracks on the album, and before mm -hmm. that, it was just the album is just dripping in satire. But I feel like yeah. as it gets towards Smoking Man and Breakfast of Champions and Zero, it gets a lot more literal. Where it's like, okay, yep. we've given you all the all the comedy at the beginning, but now we're going to get to the heart of it and the fact that you know things are pretty messed up out here, and and we need to actually pay attention to what's going on. So I feel like this, along with uh, my joint, is. Um, my contribution to the scam. I feel like oh, yeah. that is like the mission statement for the record. Did I stutter? You're not helping. My contribution to this scam. I came in with a 40 OZ. Five niggas I came up with. They all rapped to 100 CDR discs, three fire 16s, and a dime bag. My contribution to this scam. I bought two bottles of Alize to get it straight. Two stunts I've been trying to stun on from round away. Plus my little man hears the truth. Pete, what he gotta say? My you know, I, I feel like those two bookends really get into exactly what Gene and Quelle were getting into with this album and what they were trying to say. Are, are they ready to be 
leaders of a revolution, do you think? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I think they're going to be reluctant leaders because you can tell, like, you know, I've only had a few conversations with them and you can tell that they're just two people who just really love to make good art. They they just want to do what they do and they want to rest outside of the norm and they want more people to listen. But I feel like when people truly dive into this album and they pick apart what they're trying to say, I feel like it's going to be one of these things that you said where it's going to be around for a long time. Even if you don't get it right away, it's something that you can get back into years from now. Yeah, I I mean, I, I don't know the analog that this would be for maybe Sly and the Family Stone, some of those records mm-hmm. uh, from the 60s. But I mean, it is, uh, like you said, the the comedy prepares you for the reality. Yeah, totally. And, it, and it's just, maybe it's day and night in that. I, I, I don't know what it is, but they're, uh, like, it's clear, like you said, they're committed to making great art. It's clear, though, that they're very conscious about... Uh, also being like productive and good people yeah like they can't they can't just sit around and like let this shit happen right right and and that's the thing like and all you have to do is have one conversation with them to tell that they really give a fuck you know like they really really they're like listen this is funny and all we want you to laugh and have a good time listening to this but hey man we gotta pay attention to what's happening just outside of your door and so that's what I love about it more than anything else is that it comes from a very earnest place. And yeah. music has this weird way of doing that where it's, it, if it comes from an honest place, it, it'll be around forever. And I feel like this is one of those records. And I feel yeah. like Gene's been doing it for a long time solo, as has Quelle and the fact that they came together and they brought all of these people into their orbit. It's, it just leads to a very masterful record that I feel like everybody needs to pay attention to. Yeah, for sure, and I, I don't think they ever need to make like an "Everything's Fine" part two. No, <laughs> I, I think I think they can go off and do whatever like weird shit they were doing. But it may, I think it all just like gelled for whatever. Well, we know the reason, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it all just gelled, and and it's like I was just talking with somebody about where songs come from, and he's like, "Yeah, the best ones." It's cliche saying they just sort of come from somewhere in the ether. It hits you and stuff. And this feels like something – it resonates so fucking hard that it feels like something that was just out there. Mm-hmm. And, and we're, it was waiting for everybody until we needed it, and now we need it, and now it's here. And it's like, okay, cool. And um, like I know you're going to talk to him or you have talked to him. I, I'd be interested to ask – to talk to them about if – like how aware they were of what what is now a little bit on their shoulders. You know, and that's a really good question because the last time I talked to them, they just they just put out this thing called uh, "Goodnight Courtney," which was this um, oh, yeah. comedic short. But it came out at the end of a really terrible week. Like there were um, two mass, there were two uh, police shootings, and yeah. then there was the uh, protest in Dallas where the five police officers were killed. Yep. And Quelle said something that really resonated with me where he was like, man, you know, we're living in these times where we just always have to look and see if somebody got killed before we put this satire into the world. And that's not good. You yeah. know, things are bad all the time. So I feel like and obviously they probably were already working on this album at the time, but that was in uh, the summer mm-hmm. of 2016. I just wonder how much of a starting point that was. Because you could tell both of them were just so exasperated with what was going on. 
So I just wonder if they took that and said, like, look, we know things are going to be terrible. Let's talk about how th- how terrible things are without beating people over the head, because we know all you have to do is turn on CNN. Right. And, right. you know, and yeah. And that's, so I'm just see, and that's a weird thing. Yeah, because we haven't really parsed it. Is like they're talking about just the black community or like all communities or something. I mean, it it perfectly applies to both. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. I feel like it, it's talking to everybody, even though what they're doing is rooted in black art. It's mm-hmm. It talks to everybody. I mean, I, I would say that this definitely resonates with all kinds of listeners. Like, it, it resonates with jazz heads. It resonates with uh, hip-hop kids, with punk kids and everything. And I think that their video, uh, their video for Gold, Purple, Orange even spoke to that, where it's like, hey, uh, you know, people are going to try to box you in. They're going to try to say what your art is, what what your persona is, but mm-hmm. you tell them you can be anything you want. You know, they have a line on there that says like uh, spaceships aren't, are never far out of reach. And I thought that was pretty resonant with me personally, where it's like, Hey, if you have this crazy idea, just go pursue it, you know, like go yeah. do what you want to do and don't let them put you into a box or label your genre. Just go out there and you know be weird as hell, you know, because the world needs more people like that. Yeah, that's how that's how great shit gets made. Uh, it, it's interesting you mentioned the jazz because I I didn't think of this as a necessarily jazz heavy, uh, 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 traditionally jazz heavy record, even though there's parts of it that that are built in that. But I did consider it a quote unquote jazz record because of the way everything is structured. Yeah, you know, getting back to that um, cultural cultural omnivore uh, style. There's nothing in jazz that really says you have to use like certain instruments. We're we're trying to like think the traditional instruments are the certain things, but really jazz is about how uh, the expression comes out, and and whatever you're using to do that is is whatever's there. So when I hear this, I like I almost consider it a jazz record. Like I I, I was describing to somebody, I said they were like, is it hip hop? I say I don't know. <laughs> like, is it jazz? I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, is it rock and roll? I don't fucking know. I don't know if it's folk music. Uh, you know, like you thought, um, it was a Sumney album, it was a folk album. Yeah, right. It's like, you know, and does, I, this, and does this creep into that? Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't necessarily hear the folk on this. I mean, me just being so deep into the jazz here, here recently, mm-hmm. like, especially around the middle when you start getting into, gold purple orange and yeah. uh peacock like you can hear the upright bass in the keys. oh so sure sure naturally i'm thinking like oh if they put this on a stage and they have like the upright bassist and the drummer it's like that joint is gonna kill yeah so no i mean i would say if someone were to ask me the question well you did just ask me the question uh <laughs> this would be a hip-hop record you know yeah i would say it's hip-hop but the thing with hip-hop is that it can be everything it can be yeah. It can be, you know, have some jazz elements in there. It can have some rock elements. But overall, if I would have to check a box, I would say it's hip hop. Yeah. No, I, I would, I would, yeah. I, okay, sign that. Uh, the bigger box I check is just fucking awesome. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yeah, go to that section in the record store. And I think it'll be I, there. Again, we're doing this remotely, and. Uh, like I kind of wish like we were all down here in the basement doing this because I know we'd like be nerding out on this shit for like an hour after. Yeah. But 
yeah, it's this is uh, this is made for it's made for the world, but it's made for like listeners like you and me, and it is just uh, it's magnificent. Totally, Everything's fine. Jean Grey and Quell Chris is available. You can't buy records. I'm sure Mr. Moore would tell you to, to get it from Bandcamp. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and do that too. Go ahead and just go over to Bandcamp. We'll put a link in the show notes. Pick it up. It is amazing. It is out. If you're listening to this on Thursday, it is out tomorrow on Friday. The first listen is up on NPR, uh, as you heard Marcus mention. Uh, great talking to him. Even it's it's better if it's down here, man. Uh, but it, it, any any chance we can talk about music and nerd out on it uh, is good. So as we sort of stretch what we're doing here, uh, this is this is this is good. It feels good. Uh, what also feels good is, like I said up front, listen to the Numero Group. I think I gave you the hit, uh, the the bullet points for that right up front. This is uh, the Saber label is out of Ohio. Um, it's helmed by the OJ's Bobby Massey, and uh, it's man, it's Numero has this thing where they always find the stuff that is so good, but it wasn't the hit. And this is one of them. This song is burning in my brain. It is, uh, and I'm gonna find it. I know I'm gonna find out, man, that this was in something big. I I just can't remember. Uh, maybe you'll remember it uh, for me. If you do, podcast at chunkyglasses.com or just email kevin at chunkyglasses.com. That way, podcast goes to everybody. So let's let's keep it a secret uh, that I don't know the shit and you do. Uh, anyways, uh, here, this this is a track called Bound. It is uh, by wait, the Ponderosa Twins plus one. I don't know what the plus one is uh, because I haven't got my vinyl yet. So when I do, I'll let you know. Uh, in the meantime, here you go.
is that song not the motherfucking jam? Yes, it is, folks. It is. It is the jam. Uh, so go out and get it. The Ponderosa Twins plus one bound. Uh, I actually just bought the track, uh, but I have the vinyl on the way to the house. So uh, if, if you're in D.C. and want to come over and listen to that with me when we get here, Samuel the Cat will be here. Uh, Marcus might even be here. I don't know. He comes in town from time to time. Uh, Eduardo will be here taking care of the 311 CDs. My point is, it's a hangout. And uh, we like to do that and listen to music, and that's what we just did for about an hour. But now uh, we are done. We are out of here. This is the end of the episode. Uh, if you like what you heard, go out and tell your friends, first and foremost, but then subscribe to us. Hit us up in uh, Apple Podcasts. It's iTunes. That's how you still get to it, or if you, you can do it on your phone as well. Chunky Glass is all one word. You can leave us a rating or a message there, or just email us at podcast at chunkyglasses.com with some feedback. Uh, I promise you we read it, and I promise you we listen to it. Uh, going through life, not taking feedback, uh, not listening to suggestions, criticism, no matter how hard it may be, uh, is no way to go through life. So we don't do it like that. Uh, we do it the correct way. Uh, you can also listen to it to us on Google Play, Mixcloud, Stitcher, Spotify. I just started seeing the stats from there. A lot of you guys are listening on Spotify. I dig it. I'm an Apple, Apple Music uh, user myself, but uh, I do pay for both. So, gotta support the music wherever you can. Um, big thanks to our podcast host, Pippa. Pippa.io. few bucks gets you uh, all the things you need to get your podcast out there on the air. And last but not least, Mr. Jamal Gray. Aquatic Gardener is the music you hear underneath this right now and on every episode. And, uh, that man, uh, he's just, he's moving into some consulting stuff. He's, it, he is the beating heart of creativity in DC, this guy. Uh, and it, and it runs in his family. So I think, uh, we're going to try to get him on here for our next Sounds of Washington DC episode. And, uh, it's been a minute since we hung out. If he has time, I don't know. Dude's busy as hell. Uh, and that is it coming up in the next week or so. Uh, Casey Musgraves. Going to be talking about that. Going to be talking about Why Oak. They have a new album coming out. You're going to get to hear my conversation with the amazing Ryan Walsh. He is uh, the front man of Hallelujah the Hills, but he is also the author of, uh, of Astral Weeks, The Secret History of 1968, a book so good uh, it made my head explode. It is fantastic, and uh, it's honestly, I, uh, I told him this, it's one of the best rock and roll books I've ever read, so. And it's until, I guess, Marcus writes his book. Now that's going to be a Kendrick. The two can coexist, and you know what? They can both be the best. All right, that's it. We're out of here. Uh, we'll be back in a few short days. Until then, be good to your ears, but be better to your people. We'll talk to you soon. Oh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>